name. I declare it. I decree it, Father. Mm. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Father God, right now, in the name of Jesus, Father, your word says that whatever we bind up on earth will be bound up in heaven. God, your word says, Jesus, that we will have, we will do even greater things than you've done. And God, I believe your word. So I say in the name of Jesus, that every sickness that walks into this place is bound up and cast out and has to go in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I lose peace in this house. I lose love. God, I lose prosperity, God, of the soul and mind, even of the finances, God. I lose it. I lose healing, God. I lose restoration, God. I lose anointing, God. I lose power in this place, God. In Jesus' mighty name, Father, I choose to stir the waters right now, God. Even if it's just me, Father, I will stir the waters, God. I will stir the waters, God. I say, be healed in the name of Jesus. Depression, you have to go. Oh, in the name of Jesus, who in the name of Jesus, we cast down any argument that tries to lift its head up against Jesus and the word of God right now, we cast it down. We say be crumbled, walls fall, huh. walls fall in the name of Jesus. God, I declare your word that says with man, it may be impossible, but with God, all things are possible. So God, right now, in the name of Jesus, I declare peace to the minds right now. Peace to every single mind in this place. Peace to every single person that walks into this place. The peace that surpasses all understanding in the name of Jesus Christ, God. I declare and I speak peace right now. Shalom. I speak peace in Jesus' mighty name. Father God in heaven, God, this morning I loose revelation. God, I loose revelation, God. Father, we loose revelation this morning. We loose revelation this morning, God. We loose revelation this morning, Father. Father, as your service takes place, Father, would you loose revelation this morning? God, would you allow it to click in our minds? God, would you allow it to click in our minds? God, would you speak to us this morning? Every single one of us, God, I speak it into existence. God, speak to us this morning. Oh, we pull heaven down this morning. Holy, 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 holy. Worthy is your name, Jesus. Worthy is your name, Jesus. Worthy is your name. Holy, 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 holy. Oh, I cry out with the angels. Holy, 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 holy. Worthy, worthy, worthy. Worthy is the Lamb of God. Worthy is the Lamb of God. Worthy is the Lamb of God who has saved us who has redeemed us, who bought us with a price, Jesus Christ, we love you, we thank you, Jesus.
te damos gracias Señor Oh bendito sea tu nombre Padre Oh aleluya, aleluya, aleluya We give you the highest praise Jesus we give you the highest praise right now Jesus we give you the highest praise right now Oh Espíritu Santo muévete en este lugar Holy, 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 holy Holy Spirit of God right now Holy Spirit of God right now start to enrapture us Holy Spirit of God right now start to energize us Holy Spirit of God right now come and have your way Come and have your way Oh bendito sea tu nombre Bendito sea tu nombre Bendito sea tu nombre Señor Oh bendito sea tu nombre Oh you're so worthy Jesus Holy Spirit come and move Holy Spirit come and move Oh have your way Have your way Oh Jesus you are God Almighty the great I am We lift up your name the great I am The great I am Jesus, we worship you, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, worthy is your name, holy, 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 oh Jesus, he who is able to open the scroll and to read it, Jesus, we worship you, Jesus, we lift you up. We are not ashamed of the gospel. We are not ashamed of you, Jesus. We worship you boldly. We worship you boldly. Oh God, we declare it. We speak it loud. We say it to the atmosphere. Who fear, you have to go in Jesus' name. Worthy, 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 worthy. of God, Jesus, oh, you're so worthy, Jesus, holy, 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 my Jesus, hmm. oh, be the captain of the host this morning, Jesus, we declare you are the captain of the host, you are the I am, Jesus, take over this service we give it to you oh Jesus we give this service to you Jesus <laughs> do what only you can do Jesus do what only you can do restore marriages restore families heal the sick raise the dead to life Jesus take over this morning take over this morning Jesus oh we Jesus right now right now let the wind of the Holy Spirit just come let the wind of the Holy Spirit come oh Jesus mm. Holy Spirit we believe that you can do it oh you've done it before in the upper room <laughs> Holy Spirit of God right now come do it again we say do it again Holy Spirit do it again We behold you, Jesus. 
worship you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Oh, we're so in love with you, Jesus. Oh, my heart can't stop worshiping you, Jesus. Oh, I don't care if the service has started or not, Jesus. Oh, my heart is on fire for you, Jesus. Oh, I can't help but love you, Jesus. Oh, when I think of what you've done in my life, holy, 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 holy. Come on. Oh, oh you're so worthy, Jesus. Come on, somebody worship the Lord your God. Come on, somebody worship the Lord your God.
to tell you guys, there's been prayer all week in here. So if you already feel his presence, just thank him for the people who've been interceding.
saying, God, you know, what are you saying? What are you doing? 
And it's like I saw the Bible come alive and I saw when God told his servant to look through the crack because he was passing by. And he saw the glory of the Lord as he was walking by. And I, you know, I don't know what that means, but I just feel like God is, his glory, the weight of his glory is about to fall in this room. I've told people I've been filled with the Holy Spirit, but when you get the weight of his glory come into the room, <laughs> you can't control yourself. And I just believe that the weight of the glory of God is about to just wreck us in a powerful, mighty way. <laughs>
somebody has something they need to release. You know, when we ask God what he's saying, he does. He speaks. because when that comes the resources come when that comes healing comes when that comes all that stuff comes when we ask for him to come into the room so that's all i was doing is i was praying just lord come 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 i, I come expecting in this house that he shows up so as we wait here just keep singing just keep waiting if somebody's got a word come talk to me because because that's real so i want to hear it come on Go, just keep seeking him. stirring the water so I believe it so I had this word the other day and then Wednesday night during worship it was uh, I was praying and asking God for the Enfuego fire of the Holy Spirit to come down on this church on this whole area the block the street everything in this area and that he would fully engulf and consume the church, the people, the parking lot, the back lot property, everything. And that the fire would fill it all. Everything would be set on fire for God only. And Sarah, you said pretty much that. I asked him over and over to send in fuego to consume me fully and to be a fire for him. God is sending in fuego to all of us to be consumed by this fire for him. And usually when I get something like that, I go to the dictionary and look up the word. And in fuego means fire, blaze, flames, zeal, zest, verve. Verb means enthusiasm or vigor, great vitality and liveliness, intensity, violence, fervor, vehemence, fierceness, desire, urge, frenzy, passion, and a lust for God, that the fire would consume us all in that capacity, and that it would go out to others to be a light for God. 
internet on. Praise the Lord, everybody. The other day. Praise the Lord, everybody. day when we were here on uh, worship, I came to worship night, and uh, I was just sitting over there, and God was just saying, don't miss this moment, don't miss this moment, don't miss this moment, and so he just kept saying it over and over and over again, he said, don't miss this moment, and in that moment, we saw the lady over in the front that was on the uh, walker. Husband come from the back and he pushed the walker over to the side and he said that she didn't need that anymore and we stand here today and she comes back and God confirms his miracle and God confirms his moment and God confirms that after these things science shall follow and so while I was sitting there he began to speak to me about about transfiguration right about something something changing right before our eyes <laughs> and he showed me he showed me the mount of transfiguration and on the mount it was peter james and john that he had taken to a high mountain and he took them there because he wanted them to be apart from everything and everybody because he really wanted to get their attention and it says that when he got to this mountain, it says that the face of Jesus became as the sun. And it says that his clothes, they became as the light. Hallelujah, Jesus. They became as the light. And it says a very familiar voice, he began to speak. It says it was a light that was brighter than every light. And it came from the clouds and it said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And it was, a, it was a familiar voice because it took my mind back to Luke chapter 3 when Jesus was baptized and the Holy Spirit descended on him as a dove in the shape of a man. And God from, a, from the same voice reiterated, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. But on the Mount of Transfiguration, the voice it says something different. Not only did it say that this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased, but it said, hear ye him. And I came to let you know today that because God is in this place and because God is transfigured before us, we can be transformed. And if you will open up your heart, you can hear the voice of God in this place. You can see miracles happen. You can see your family change. You can see your marriage restored. You can see bonds broken. You can see strongholds fall. And we can see the enfuego of God fall on this place like never before. Hallelujah.
to praise Him. That's it. Don't, we don't need to pray anymore. We only ask. We need to praise. Just praise over Vanessa and what God's doing. Just praise right here. setting there was a lot of evergreen trees like really big trees around okay okay there was a lot of really big trees around and it was snowing very like cold almost and I saw just a really big like moose and he was just staring at a bunch of fruit and as he was staring at like the it was like a bunch of red berries and as he was standing at the staring at them it started like freezing slowly like being becoming covered in ice and then after it was fully covered he walked away and that was that was it so i don't know what that means but i was just told to share that there you go come on there you go if you have if you can interpret that come let us know It's the fruit, and it's good. 
You're staring at fruit and it's good. You need to receive it. Don't doubt it. Come on. Be bold in it. Be bold in it. Behold it. Come on. Continue to search for his love. Climb in his lap. <laughs> Just be part of what he's trying to do right now. Focus on him. Be intentional. Come on.
See, when we come in with the right mindset, when we come in with the right focus, when we come in and just say, Lord, I just want to worship you. That's it. That's why we come. When we come to simply worship him, that's all we come to do. And we don't come to say, well, I need something today or this person needs something today. But when we come in and just say, Lord, we are gathering together as a group of believers to seek your face and to love on you. And when you do that, things happen. <laughs> Amazing things happen because we don't come in with an agenda. See, when we flow by the Spirit, there's no agenda. It's, he'll blow you this way, he'll blow you that way. Your job is to get in the, in the sailboat and go. So when you come in with that thought in your mind of, Father, we just love you and you just have your way today. He'll take you to places you've never seen before. He'll show you things you never experienced before. And there's power in that. There is. But that's a mindset we have to have is that we come seeking Him, not seeking all the other stuff. Don't get me wrong. I come with expectations. Everywhere I go, I walk with expectation. I walk with boldness. Knowing that we can walk into places and I expect things to change. I walked through the hospital with Carmen the other day and I was like, we're going to take this place out of business. Yes, we are. We're going to walk through and they're going to be like, what do we do when we don't have any patients? What do we do when nobody's showing up? Mm. That's believing. <laughs> That's becoming. Which is part of beholding. What you behold, you become. You got to believe that. You have to move in that. Trust in that. And that's living in the Spirit. That's walking in the Spirit. That's being guided by the Spirit. It's to release everything on Him. Trust Him with everything. And then just watch Him move. And then just believe that it's His way. It's His will. of what they hear it's our job to listen to that it's our job to discern that I'm definitely not an interpreter but I just standing here and I don't know why but um, Isaiah with his vision that he had I kept seeing the moose is us and we're walking and we hit the bush and the red berries are the word of God and the moose stood there and ate and ate and ate till he froze and when he was full of the word of God, then he was out. He left to go to the world. 
So that's it. So I know we've been uh, preparing this place all week. This has been pretty thick in here since probably last Thursday or before then. Um, so if you don't know me, we'll sit in this all day. Um, <laughs> but I do believe he's doing amazing things in our family right now. And I believe the only thing stopping you from actually receiving some of that's you. It's you believing in that. It's you accepting that. It's you walking in boldness to understand that, that, man, he's ready to pour out. He's ready to pour out. You don't have to fight it anymore. <laughs> you don't have to strive anymore. <laughs> you don't have to try to earn it. He says, you just receive it. You just believe it. And then you got to change your mindset there. You got to start changing the way you think. That's what repent, change the way you think. When you start thinking about who you really are as a son or daughter, then nothing's impossible. It doesn't explain everything. But it just means nothing's impossible. It means that when you go through your darkest times, he's right there beside you comforting you. And you know that, so therefore you have peace. And you're not left alone. And it means that other times when, when you're dealing with stuff that you have faith to believe that, that he's going to turn that. He's, he, he can turn it. He can, he can turn the river. He can turn a water course. He can do those things. So when things aren't going the right way, you have the ability to change it. But all this stems from the same thing. Believing in him, believing in who you are. Allowing that to fill you up inside till you walk with so much boldness, nothing stops you. Our belief is not set on what we see. <laughs> we can choose to believe. That's all you have to do. So, Father, look, we, we love you, Lord. And we thank you. We thank you for every moment. We thank you for every bit of your love. We thank you for the comfort. We thank you for the peace. We thank you for the guidance and the wisdom. We thank you that we're no longer bound by the legalism and laws that tie us down. We're thankful that you've changed our mind to where we don't put you in a box. <laughs> we thank you for that freedom. And Father, we surrender this all to you. Continue to move everything that was stirred up today, Father. Let that sink deep down, deep down in the hearts, in the minds. 
Fill them up this morning, Lord. Fill them up this morning. Continue to lead us and guide us. Father, we love you. We love you, we love you, we love you, we love you. And we lift you up and we give you all the praise, all the honor, all the glory, Lord. You are the King. You are Father. You are Abba. You are Papa. You are the one. And we love you. We thank you.
That's enough. You guys can come on back in, make your way back in, find yourself a, a seat. Uh, if you're new here or haven't been here in a bit, that's a welcome. That was the start of our service. <laughs> it's almost like the whole thing right there. That's why we come, y'all. That's why we come. That's what that's all about. So... That's so good. Anyway, um, I'm DJ, along with my wife, Jules, who is here. Thank you for all the prayers and everybody. Uh, we love y'all, and we thank you um, for coming to be part of the family today. Before I get into too much, I'm supposed to welcome up the elders. So the elders can come on up. I made sure I put some time in the schedule for y'all. Yes. So if you are not aware, October is Pastor Appreciation Month. So we wanted to make you aware of that and let you know that we always want to be thankful for our pastors and appreciating them. But this month, we just want to especially recognize them. And you can do a card. They would love that. You know, snacks, treats, anything. They won't turn it down. But the most important thing that we can do for them is just keep them in prayer. So we want to all just have a corporate prayer for all our pastors this morning. So if Pastor DJ and Jules can come up and Pastor Kevin and Crystal and uh, Rachel, our worship pastor, is not here. And then Pastor Dana, our children's pastor, if she can come up. And we just want to all be in agreement when um, we're praying over them. And as I said, this is the whole month. So just pray for them every day this month. If you can put that on your prayer list, and let's just bless them every day this month and ask God to be with them. So who's going to pray first? Kevin. 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 <laughs> He's getting fired again. <laughs> and James. James and Kevin are somewhere together. <laughs> and Jean, Jean's not up here. They were all made aware of the time. <laughs> You can blame it on me. I was in charge. And I'll just blame it on my blonde hair, and then we'll just not worry about it. Sneak. 
checking in from the back. All right, whoever is praying, the microphone cannot be close to Pastor DJ, so. All right, who's going first? I guess. You're closest. All right, saints, let's combine our faith. We're going to pray for our pastors. Um, the one thing that God was speaking to me during the service was we cannot let the fire go out. The fire must keep burning in the house. So let's list our pastors up and just uh, surrender to what God wants to do on one accord this morning. Let's go to God in prayer. Father, we just come boldly to your throne, Father. Hallelujah, Father. We worship you, Father. We, uh, we thank you this morning, Father. We thank you in the name of Jesus Christ, our, your son. And we just are grateful for this opportunity to lift our pastors up, Father. We just pray that you uh, give them boldness, Father. We just pray for the fire, Father, that you stir the fire up in them, Father, that they will not let the fire go out in this house, Father, that we will continue to pray every single day, Father, for each and every soul that's in here that comes in, Father. And we just uh, lift them up, Father, that you will continue to bless their family, families, Father, put a hedge of protection around them, Father. And uh, we just pray your kingdom come, your will be done, Father, over their lives, Father. We just pray for more, more anointing on them, Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, that they will boldly proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, our King, the King above all kings, the, the Lord of all lords. And we just give you praise this morning, Father, in the name of Jesus, Father. We give you glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. First of all, I just want to say, you know, being pastors and pastors' wives, there's a huge responsibility there. Every day when they wake up, they wake up to war. Okay, there's a spiritual war going on, and so we need to be lifting them up continually every day. When their feet hit the floor, Satan's going, oh, what can I do today? But you know what? It's got this whole family, everybody praying for them, so there ain't nothing they can do. And um, I just want to let you know I appreciate you guys, gals. And uh, I want to say thank you to <laughs> Ginger for always getting us in line. And, you know, she keeps us together. <laughs> thank you, ma'am. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we come before you and we just ask that you protect our pastors, Lord, from the top of the head to the soles of their feet, Lord. Guard their minds and guard their hearts, Lord. And just let them know how much we love you and, uh, and love them and, and that you love them, Lord, and touch their hearts every day, Lord. Just protect them. Just wrap them up in your arms, Lord. Just love on them. And when those times are getting hard, Lord, let them reach out to whoever it is they, they feel confident in reaching out to besides you because we are relationship beings, Lord, and we're made to relate with you and with each other, Lord. And we just thank you so much there in our lives, Lord, and the leadership they bring. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Yes, amen to all of that. Um, really, uh, I, this is not a guilt thing, okay? I wouldn't do that to you. But have you ever thought, well, well, we could do this a little better, that a little better. But then you think, man, I wouldn't want to have the responsibility for all of that. That's what I think a lot. And this is not to guilt or anything. But they have a great deal of responsibility. But God strengthens them and leads them and all. But sometimes... They need us to just lift them up and encourage them. So let's do that. Let's be encouragers today and this month. Let's be builders of our leaders. The Bible says that we should treat them in a way that it does not make them feel begrudged to lead us. Like they don't feel labored to lead us because we lift them up and encourage them. That's what he wants us to do is treat them in a way that they do this with great joy in their heart. 
let's do that this month, okay? Father, I thank you for my brothers and sisters, all of our leaders, each area that they lead, God. Just let them see everything they need to see to guide us. God, I pray right down to the individual whose heart is broken, let them see that. Who The children that need to be seen and parents that need to be corrected about their children, God, let us see everything. Let our leaders see everything and be full of the Spirit and boldness, God, and let them speak with wisdom to us and guide us. And let us fall into place, Lord God. We are under their head, Lord. They are leaders over us, God. Let us be yielded and follow God and be helpful to them. And God, anytime that spirit rises up in any of us to kind of pick and choose and uh, think we know something better, God, let us just imagine for a moment we had the responsibility. And then let us break into prayer, God, for them to see and be able to do everything they need to do. In Jesus' name. All right. Y'all tell them thank you and be praying for them. love y'all. <laughs> yeah, this place is a little different. I love it. <laughs> oh, man. I don't even know where we were at. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. Don't worry. I promise we'll get you out of here by three. No, I know how to listen. Hmm. But yes, let me just share a couple quick things. I'm I'll do the announcements because I think that's important. It just talks about some things. But kingdom classes, uh, we have them out there at 9 o'clock. Um, this week it was the Yeast of the Pharisees uh, with Jim and Karen Ward. Come on, they had a full house in there. Awesome. <laughs> next week, guys, look, next week we've got spiritual gifts and offices. So Kevin and Chris are going to teach that. If you're interested in that, that's an awesome teaching there. This is going to be really good. This is not your standard take a test. This is, they're going to discuss some stuff. And then October 16th, I'm looking forward to this, Christian and Single. It's like Christian Mingle. <laughs> We're going to come talk about that and what that's supposed to look like. Uh, but it's good. Look, it's really good. And if you are single in the church, I mean, I'm just saying, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Show up, you got a whole classroom full of single people. I'm just saying, it's a, um, but, but yeah, it's going to be good. So you can see it. Then James is going to teach uh, your holy temple, fitness and nutrition. Come on, you can't beat that. I mean, and then more science, more, 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 more science and faith with Jeff and Pam. So this is the monthly lineup. We'll, we'll keep talking about it every week. But look, it's nine o'clock on Sundays. Show up a little bit early, uh, right in the annex. It's great stuff, great teachings. These are things that we don't talk about all the time in here. I mean, not a lot of pastors come up and talk about fitness and nutrition, but we got people in here that are fit and, and they understand that they're personal trainers and, they, and they're filled with the Holy Ghost and they just know what we're supposed to do. So we might as well spend some time listening to them. God didn't put them in our lives for nothing. Okay. So, uh, so important. Um, 
Don't forget to sign up for small groups. If you are not in one yet, you can still sign up. But man, we're doing stuff like every day of the week. So find something to get connected to. Can't do life alone. We have our angel tree coming up. Um, this is big. If you do need help for this holiday season, please just send an email there to info at destinychurch.al. Uh, we'll get that information. We'll send you some stuff. We'll talk to you. But, um, but please uh, turn that stuff in so we can take care of you. Um, I am excited about the picnic, which is coming up on the 8th. That's Saturday, y'all. Like, Saturday is the family picnic. We're going to have TVs out there. Uh, one to five, we'll have TVs. So the football games will be on. We'll have bouncy castles and slides and food and fishing. So bring your fishing poles. Um, lots of fun. Uh, it's going to be, bring guests, invite whoever you want. Like, we don't care. Come on out and... Uh, uh, let's just, one year we shut down the church. We, put, we did it during church. So we just shut the church down and put a sign and said, we're down at the park. <laughs> we had new families show up. I'm like, who's eating all the food? <laughs> Those are new families. <laughs> they came back, some of them. It was awesome. Um, but that's what it's for. So over at Lanark, if you've never been over there, it's right across the street down in Millbrook. Um, great time. We just get to go out and fellowship and do life together. Uh, it's just our family picnic. So come on out. Bring your favorite dish. Bring something that you love to share. Make sure you bring. Uh, we're looking for, like, you can do meats. You can do a side. You can do a dessert. But bring all that stuff out. Uh, we're going to have tables set up and fun games to play, some fear factor, all kinds of stuff. So, um, yeah, I look forward to that. Uh, Tuesday at the table's coming up in two weeks. Put it on your calendar on the 11th. It's going to be Taco Tuesday. Uh, we had a great time last time, so please, uh, it's once a month. Come out. We'll have tacos in here. Bring your favorite uh, Mexican dish for that. Uh, we, we will provide tacos, but come on out. Child care will be provided, uh, so bring some stuff. Uh, I'll be speaking at this next one, so I look forward to seeing everybody. Come on out. And then uh, I want to talk about our blanket drive. We have a blanket drive going on. So uh, these are, this is for uh, Scott and Holly Bandy are heading this up and all the information's up on there. What we're going to be doing is we're going to be uh, bringing in any kind of used blankets, uh, brand new blankets. We have uh, people that are just uh, obviously don't have a place to stay and it's a great ministry. So they decided to head that up. So you can drop them off at the church, um, bring them by on those dates. So we have Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday. So pretty much this week. Okay. And uh, if you got some, some blankets you want to share, you want to get rid of, uh, please bring them by. We're going to make sure the right people get them. And thank you, Holly and Scott, for heading that up. We appreciate y'all. All right. <sighs> Michelle, how you doing? I, I'm going to get personal because this is fan. Can we, can we talk about family for a second? You guys good with that? Like, we're different, so I don't mind talking about things. And I told her I was going to do this, but um, we've been praying for her all morning. Um, if you didn't know, she is a single mom with a beautiful little little girl and her son, Jordan. Um, and uh, he comes out. He's been volunteering at the church, cleaning up stuff and all kinds of stuff, which is awesome. So all the teens that help clean up and do the storage units, and man, they've been doing an amazing job. So, um, But he keeps showing up, which is awesome. Her car, her one and only car, um, threw a rod and blew the motor. Um, and that just happened this week. So Kevin was on the spot, which was awesome. That's what I love about Kevin. Uh, he's always on time at the right place. And he said, man, I'm going to run down there and 
Um, she's currently driving the church van, which is a beautiful van. I'm just, <laughs> but, but what we wanted to do was I really, I, we're family. We don't let family deal with issues like this that puts a stress on them and deal with them. So I don't know what that's going to mean to you. I know this is that uh, we still don't know the results of the car. I know we're praying that it's covered possibly under a warranty issue. We don't know. All I know is that um, she has no vehicle and she's got to get to work because she's got to pay her rent and she's got to feed her kids. Um, so I want to be part of that and I want to help team up as a family to make sure she can do that. Um, we don't know what that looks like right now. Her driving the van is working right now, but I understand that's not ideal. <laughs> but it works. That's why we have a van. God gives us resources so we can bless people with them. Um, so I want people to be praying about that. Um, if you want to give to help with that in any way, shape, or form, um, you can give to the church. Or you can give it directly to her. If you want to give to the church and just put, put her name on it, um, that's fine if you want to help her with that. We know that she has put out, she had just got done putting brakes and all kinds of stuff on it. And she, she had to go into an extension to do that. <laughs> and then all of a sudden the car breaks down. So you can imagine what that's like when you pour everything you have, uh, and extend yourself to do that. And then it just blows up on you. So just had the oil changed, all that good stuff. So it's not like it wasn't, she wasn't running into the ground. She was taking care of it, and it still died. And sometimes things just die. So as a family, we're going to take care of her. We want to pour out into her. Um, but most of all, I just want, you know, we're going to pray for her. Um, and if you feel led in any way, I don't know. I believe this. I believe God gives us resources to give resources. There might be somebody in here that has a car. I don't know. I have no clue. I don't know what he's going to do in this situation. I just know that we're, we're called as family to pray for her and take care of her. And I want her to know she's not alone in this. And she's not going to be alone in this. And she's not going to struggle through this. You're going to have peace through this. You're going to have joy through this. And God's going to move in amazing ways through this. And you need to understand that. That we love you and we love your baby and we love your son. And, and we're going to take care of you. You understand? Can we just extend our arms to her? I just want to go over and pray real quick. I know we've been praying for you this morning. But I wasn't able to get over to you. Hi, sweetie. You're so pretty. Hello. Come, come here. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Come here. Oh, you're so pretty. Yes. Can we just lay hands on her right now, please? Mm -hmm. Come on, pray for your mama. Father, we just love you, Lord, and we thank you. And we thank you for Michelle. We thank you for her heart. We thank you for her trust. We thank you, Father, that she has surrendered everything to you, Lord, that you're doing amazing things in and through her. I thank you for courage and strength. She has to keep moving each and every day, Father. Right now, we just bring favor on her. We pray favor over her, Lord. Father. Make a way. Right now, you can make a way, Father. You know the resources. You know who to speak to. You know what to do. So, Lord, just take away every bit of pain, every bit of fear, every bit of doubt in her mind right now, Lord. And we surrender it all to you, Father. Father, we just ask you to touch her right now. Love on her right now. Let her know that she is loved by a family that will continue to love her through this, Father. So, so we surrender this to you. Have your way in everything we do. And everything she does, touch it, Father God. Touch it for the good in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Thank you, mm, You ready to go back? Oh, you want to stay with me? Come on. We'll do this. I don't mind. You're going to like it up here. You get all the attention. Everybody's going to stare at you. Everybody's going to look. It's just how it works. You see this? Hmm. You ready? I get that same look sometimes. I'm like, whoa. Like, what am I supposed to say, Lord? So good. So good. You having fun? But, guys, that's, 
That's what this is about. I'm sorry. We don't just come here to check it off the box. We come here to do life together and take care of each other. So um, I just know God's going to move in that way. So do you want to pray one more time? Let's pray a little bit. Let's get that junk off right there. So, Father, we love you, Lord. We thank you. Father, I ask you to touch my heart right now. Touch my, touch my lips. Let it be all of you, Father, all of you and none of me. We just surrender to you in everything we do. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said amen, amen and amen. Amen. Hmm. There you go. Hey, I'm a poppy. Y'all don't know that as much as I do. We got this. So we've been in this series. Um, we'll do this the whole time as long as you're good. You got a deal? All right. So we've been in a series called Freedom. Um, you guys enjoying this so far? It's been a couple weeks. Freedom in Christ. Um, I think it's great how the Lord will speak through us and he's working through, you know, Jim Paul and everything they're talking about. We're just, everything's just kind of lining up. The, the worship's lining up. We don't talk about that stuff. Like, I don't send a message to the worship team and say, hey, this is what I'm preaching on this week. Because if so, they'd be practicing at 7 o'clock in the morning because that's usually when I know. Okay, so, the, so that's pretty good. Um, so anyway, I want, you know, we've been in this series and it's called, you know, Freedom. And we've been talking about how, you know, there's a freedom that needs to be in us and through us and everything we do, we need to be free in what we do. But a lot of times we get locked down in a lot of the things, you know, we get locked down in the, the laws, the mosaic laws, you know, the, the, uh, we, we can go all the way back to the Torah, but there was this, this feeling that you had to obey all these laws. And if you didn't do any of that, then, then you're not righteous. You're not right in his eyes. He doesn't love you. All these things that are spoken into us as kids, all this stuff, when that's not what the Bible says, right? So, so we should be in freedom to operate and flow in the spirit, right? And allow the spirit to blow us, blow us around and do whatever he wants to do. And we shouldn't be confined like that. We shouldn't be walking around thinking like, I can't think that way. I can't talk that way. I can't move in that direction. I can't do what God's asking me to do because somebody's saying, well, that doesn't line up with this or this or this. And I'm not saying it doesn't line up with the Bible. I'm saying this is right. And if you read it, it gives us the answers, right? So, uh, you know, so basically I get all that from Galatians 2.16. Uh, it says, yet we know that a person is made right with God by faith in Jesus Christ, not by obeying the law. And we have believed in, Jesus, in Christ Jesus so that we might be made right with God because of our faith in Christ, not because we, obey, we have obeyed the law. For no one will ever be made right with God by obeying the law. So, so the point is, why is this so important? It's, it's so important because we walk around a lot thinking that, that we're just not good enough because we ain't figured it out yet. We walk around because people, the way people talk to us, because the way uh, that some people grew up in religion, they think that, well, well, you know what? If, if you ain't got it right yet, something's wrong. You know, or if you're not doing this, or if you're not doing this, then obviously, you know, you're not a Christian. And not all that's right. There's some stuff in there. <laughs> There's some stuff we should be doing. There's some stuff we shouldn't be doing. But the point is, it's not, it's not making the difference between righteousness. It's not the difference between us being right with God. See, there's some stuff we should be doing. And there's stuff we shouldn't be doing. And that, that's laid out in the Bible too. But we shouldn't be fighting with people. We shouldn't be fighting with a legalistic system saying that, man, you're just never going to be good enough. Because that's pretty much what it says. 613 laws. If you can't, you good? 
All right. Tell me when you want to get a drink of water. I got a talking problem. 613 laws, right? These are that you have to follow. And if you don't follow them all, you're not good enough. They weren't there for us to follow. They're there to prove to us that we can't do it. Right? We need Jesus. Jesus is the way we do it. Through faith, through believing, you are made right with God. All right? So, because I'll tell you, it doesn't feel good to, to not be good enough. And that's what happens when, when you feel like you failed again. Doesn't mean you failed and you're no good. It means you need to seek his face. You need to go back and say, Father, I love you. And I, man, I messed up. But what happens is it's so ingrained in our head that, that we messed up or we did something that doesn't line up that now we're no, no longer capable of going back and talking to him. And we just spend a lot of time beating ourselves up and beating ourselves up. Happens a lot in church. You'll see people that come into church, have a bad day, and then they don't come back to church. They're like, how can I walk back into church? You walk back in, it's family. Like, you know, it's how you do it. You walk back in and people love on you. We don't judge people. It's, it's not our job. Right? You good with that? All right. So what happens though is instead when that happens, you get stuck in the past and you can't move forward. So we can either sit in the past and say, look at all the stuff I've done. Or we can say, thank you, Jesus, and look forward to the future of this is what I can do. But we get so stuck because our mind takes over. That's why we got to change the way we think. Right? Our mind takes over and keeps us in this hole. So I'm going to fast forward because I got a lot of stuff to talk about, but not a lot of stuff to talk about. But this was confirmed, I believe, by someone giving me a little word this morning. But um, Galatians 5, 16 through 26. You having fun? Okay. In 16, it says, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the spirit, you are not under the obligation of the laws of Moses. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. These are very, very clear results. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling. See, y'all, for the first couple, some of you are like, oh, that's good, I'm good. Quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone... Living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit. The Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. Come on. 
There you go. If she cries, it's because she don't like you. <laughs> I'm special. So, <laughs> you know, you read through that and, and everybody's like, wow, but hang on. That says that if I deal with any of these things, then I'm not going to inherit the kingdom. Hmm. But if you break that down, if you actually read up on it, I've had to do a lot of research on that because I was like, wow, man, I argued the other day. I guess I'm not going to inherit the kingdom. That's not what it means. If you live in that consistently, I guess the best way to say that, all those things I said, if you're doing those things and they don't bother you one bit and you don't feel convicted at all in your heart, you have not accepted him into your life and the Holy Spirit is not living with inside of you. That's what that means. Because if he was, he'd be telling you, that ain't right. Then he'd be asking you to, like, you need to repent. You need to come ask for forgiveness and change the way you think. That's what that means. Because people are like, yeah, but what if I fall back into it? Well, then if something happens and you, and you decide to make a bad choice in your life, then you need to go back to him and ask for forgiveness. And he still loves you. But if you're living that out in your life every single day and you're not even thinking about it, you're not going to inherit the kingdom. Amen? Amen. <laughs> All right. So I love where it says, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. So if you let the Holy Spirit guide your life, you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. In other words, if you're guided by the Spirit and you're so full of the Spirit, that other stuff doesn't even have room to pop up. Because you're just full of the Spirit. And the fruit of that, so the fruit is obviously the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, kindness, all those things, self-control. That's the fruit that grows within that, right? So that's what's growing on, in, on inside of you. So the fruit should be displayed, right? That's why, that's why we say if you're filled with the Spirit, you shouldn't be dealing with those things. Now, does that mean it's instantly? No, no, there's a process. Like for some people it was, I'll tell you. I quit drinking like that. It can happen. You can believe it can happen. Things can stop like that on a dime. And you got to believe it. But for some, there's a process. And for some things, it's a process. What that means is it's him constantly working on your heart going, you know, that ain't right. You know, I always go back to those old cartoons where you had the devil on one side and the angel on the other. Everything I've ever done wrong in my life, I've felt something inside of me saying, nah, that's not right. <laughs> I really shouldn't do that. But then that, that, that other side of me was like, but man, that's going to be so much fun. I mean, it's just what we deal with. That's why it's a constant battle back and forth and we have to choose the right thing. So we've got to live by the Spirit. So to live by the, so to let the Holy Spirit guide your lives, I wrote this down so I could really read through it. <laughs> First means that the Holy Spirit lives in you. How does the Holy Spirit get in you? You accept him in your life and you believe. And it says, I will give him to you. He'll be inside of you. No longer do you have to worry about Jesus. He says, I'm leaving. I'm bringing the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will live inside of you, right? So you got to accept him. Second, it means to open and be sensitive to the influence of the Holy Spirit. 
which means you got to understand his voice. You got to hear his voice. You got to spend time with him. You got to start recognizing what that is inside of you saying, that ain't right. And that was easier for me to recognize that ain't right than it was for him to tell me to go do something. But once I recognized that voice saying, that ain't right, then I started recognizing his voice saying, well, I didn't, now I need to go do something. Now I'm supposed to go take care of something. Now you're asking me to go speak to the person at Walmart or go pray for this person. That's living by the Spirit. I mean, waking up every day saying, Lord, what you want for me today? What do you want me to do? Yeah, I know I got a job and I know I got to show up to work, but what do you want me to do today? Who are you going to put in front of me today? And us just being in obedience with that, saying, yes, 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 Lord, I'm going to do whatever you ask me to do. And then third, it's to pattern your life after the influence of the Holy Spirit. We need to resemble the character and the attitude of Christ. That's supposed to be in us, flowing through us all the time. So you've got to weigh that out. You've got to take a good look in the mirror and start asking yourself, man, do I look like Jesus today? Because there's times, look, I'll be honest with you, there's days I wake up, my wife has to tell me, you don't look like Jesus today. <laughs> and I'm like, thank you, baby, for reminding me. I better go back and pray a little bit. <laughs> but that happens. That's a normal everyday thing. Like, I'm sorry, I don't wake up glowing. I'm really close. No, I'm just not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not by far. But what's nice is that, that I have found a woman that I trust that can sit beside me and go, today's not a good day. <laughs> like, you really need to check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> but that's good. So if you don't have a wife like that, find you one. That doesn't mean, no, it, slow down. No, you got one. Keep praying. Don't go get another one just because you don't like it. No, it don't work that way. But if you're not married, make sure you line up with somebody that's going to be truthful with you. So I were doing the Christian and Christian mingle thing. <laughs> Man, woof. That one almost went all the way across YouTube. <laughs> Does not mean that. You bought them, they're yours. <laughs> Make it work. Come on. Love's a choice. Remember that. Love's a choice. <laughs> You're doing good. If you need any tips, let me know. <laughs> you can tell if somebody's being guided by the Spirit because you actually see that resemblance in them. So I don't judge people, but man, I get a good feeling on people when I'm around them. I can tell you the ones that I'm like, man, some powerful people right there. I can feel it in them. And then there's other ones that I get around that I'm like, Lord, <laughs> I feel my schedule's going to be filled up soon. <laughs> I'm not lying. That's the life of a pastor. But my heart is, we can help. You can do it all, Lord. My job is just to steer them towards you and get them towards you. So this is not a bash on anybody. If you're struggling with stuff, hey, let us, let us help you. That's what the whole point of this is, is let us help you and guide you and lead you because we love you and you're part of the family. Part of this, when you get into this, the Holy Spirit and what he's talking about, you need to look at the scripture and how they describes the Holy Spirit. So John 14, 16 through 17, just so you know that everything I'm speaking of is, 
It says, if you love me, obey my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. Is Jesus talking. He says, you know him because he lives with you now. And he'll be in you later. He says, you got to obey my commands. What commands are they talking about? Come on. There you go. Say it louder. I'm teaching. With all of your heart. And what else? Love your neighbor. He says, these are my commands. But if you look at all the other stuff that are all lined up, they all kind of fall under those two. If you can do those two, everything else comes in line. He goes, if you can get these, man, the rest of this stuff is easy. It's easy. I saw the teenagers over there like, don't call on me. I'm coming that way. Matthew 22, 37 through 40 says, Jesus said to them, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind. This is the first and great and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On those two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So he says, if you can obey those two commandments, the rest of this stuff's going to be easy. When you get filled up with the Holy Ghost inside of you and he is just moving in your life, can I tell you, the more time you spend with him than spending his word and worshiping and praying, all that other stuff, man, it just kind of disappears. Does that mean you don't, you know, but, so you still got to help yourself, <laughs> right? I'm not dumb. I'm a man. When I walk into Walmart, I got to be a smart man because there's some people that walk into Walmart dressed like they're going to the beach. So I'm not here to, to judge you on what you wear, but what I'm saying, <laughs> here we go. As a man, though, here's what I know. If I see that, then I know what? I'm telling myself, man, I need to go the other way. I, 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 I see it, and I need to look the other way. Because that'll get you in trouble. Some people will just stop and stare. And I don't approach people and go, you know, you should probably go put some clothes on. I don't. <laughs> Start wrapping people up. Holy Ghost. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that we've got to, you know, we've got to be smart. And, and, and so I know what that means for me is that, that I've got to have discipline in my life to say when something don't look right, that's the enemy trying to suck me in. So I got to be able to look the other way. And ladies, just for that... Huh. I've shared this before, so I'm kind of hesitant to share, but he brought it to my head. When you go fishing, you use a lure to catch the kind of fish you're trying to catch. So ladies, if you're dressing a certain way, you're going to catch a fish that likes how you're dressing. Which means that if you catch somebody like that and you don't look like that anymore, they might be fishing in some other pond. They might be trying to catch some other fish. I'm just, this is me being real. So, so what are you fishing for? That's why I say Christian and single. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I don't fish at all. <laughs> yeah, you done went fishing. You done went fishing. That's it. 
That's it. Mine's on the wall. Trophy. Trophy. Got rid of my fishing poles. Go fishing in a bar, you catch something that comes out of a bar. It's getting real in church this morning. Let's move on. All right. <laughs> John 15, 26. Let's throw a scripture at this. Not really, but I just had to change the topic. But I will send you the advocate, the spirit of truth. He will come to you from the Father and testify about me. So everything the Holy Spirit speaks about testifies to Jesus. That's how you know he's inside of you. If he's telling you to do stuff inside, if you're like, that's the voice. I know the voice. And it lines up with the word and it lines up with who Jesus is, then that's it. Tag that as the voice and you can hear it. If it doesn't, it's not him. You're listening to the wrong thing. Okay, it has to align with the word. John 16, 13 through 15 says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. This is Jesus. All that belongs to the father is mine. This is why I said the spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. I'm telling you, when someone is guided by the spirit, lives by the spirit, they're hearing what they're supposed to hear and it's from the Lord and it's, you can trace it all the way back. So what I love, I'm just going to talk a little bit and then we'll get out of here. Um, I love what's been happening over the last couple of weeks. It's been super powerful in here. You know, it started with the women's conference, the, 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 the retreat, I call it an advance. I'm just, I, I got to honor the name. <laughs> I don't believe in retreats. But it was powerful. Okay, it started with a movement like that, right? And then that carried over into a weekend where it kicked off with powerful worship and then it breaks out in the house, right? That's flowing by the Spirit. We have baptisms. Like, we had zero people sign up. But then I don't even know, how many did we have? Five, six baptisms. That, that is truly how God speaks and moves, right? Usually, if we don't have anybody, we don't even set up the baptistry. Because I always check. I'm like, nobody signed up. Are we going to? But because of the women's conference, right? They said, hey, we think somebody's going to get baptized. <laughs> so we said, we're going to set it up anyway. And somebody did. And Brother Rick got the baptized. Come on, that's huge. I love it. So it goes from that, from baptistries. We go uh, to, to, yeah, baptistries. Talking about baptistries, from baptisms, it goes into prayer night where it just busts out in here. And God starts speaking to us in prayer night. We had like 20-some people here. And we're like, wow, this is moving. And he, he tells me, hey, guess what? You're going to pray all week. So you're going to meet up here every day of the week. And I was like, awesome. And we did. Because <laughs> we live by the Spirit. We're guided by the Spirit. If he tells us to do it and there's nothing wrong with it, then why not? And I just knew what he told me. So I said, I'll be here no matter what. And if I'm only, the only one, it's, it's okay with that. And I tell that to y'all. If God tells you to come up here and pray, come up and pray. If you can't get in, text one of us. We'll buzz you in. All right? You just need to understand that that's how this is. If he tells you you need to be here, be here. 
So it starts off with prayer and then worship night, which was, come on. Absolutely amazing on worship night. We have a miracle in the house, multiple miracles, but one in the house dancing around. Where does she go? There she is. You're sitting on the front row. I'm used to her sitting in the back next to her walker. But she goes, I'm on the front row because this is my dancing space. Like, and guess what? You had to wait for that because worship night, it was like a bouncy, jumpy up and down, have a good time. And then it kind of settled down and you'd look around the room and there's people sitting down. In fact, most people were sitting down, but I was watching them. They weren't sitting down like we are so bored. They were sitting down just going, I can feel it. And then some people left. And then all of a sudden, like that, it kicked. The next thing you know, Miss Vanessa's up here dancing around. Brother Rick throws her walker to the wall. <laughs> you don't even have it now. He must have broke it. We don't need it. There you go. It was an old one. That's why we don't need them anyway. No, she don't need it. I'm telling you. And that breaks out. And then we start singing a song because Isaiah jumps up on the keyboard. A song he wrote. And people start running around here. <laughs> and it just goes crazy. Why? Because we allow it to. None of that's bad. But if you put God in a box and you say we shouldn't run in circles because that's just disrupting, that's not order, or you shouldn't have flags, or you shouldn't blow the shofar, or we shouldn't have staffs. Everybody comes in with their own mindset of what they were taught in church at some time in some place. What gives you the right to tell anybody else how to worship God? That's that, that's that leaven. That's that yeast you probably talked about this morning, brother. And I wasn't over there. But I'm telling you, that's what happens. As we bring that into an environment, what we do is we close the door on God because we think we, can, we have a better idea than he does. That's just what happens. So, and we didn't allow that to happen. So because we didn't allow it to happen, it kept moving. And then it flowed into Thursday. It flew into like Friday. Next thing I know, Saturday. And, we're, and the whole time we had Saturday men's, men's gathering. Over at, over at uh, Courts of Praise. So we got to see men praying for each other. Men talking to each other. Doing life together. I mean, all this stuff kind of... So in this little bitty week, we took everything from our worship to our prayer to our women to our men. And they all got this little jolt of, of fire. This little flame started up inside of them. And when you bring them all together, this is what you get. And that was orchestrated weird because none of that was planned. Like, we didn't plan this like a year out ago. We're going to do a women's conference at the church. No. Well, Letta showed up in the church, and she was going to do one down on Gulf Shores or something. I don't even know where. Some beach. Destin, Gulf Shores, I don't know. One of those beachy places. And that wasn't panning out. Why don't you just use the church? The next thing you know, boom. <sighs> Men's conference was a last-minute adjustment. It just all, worship night was thrown on there before. I, think, I don't even know when we threw that on there. Had nothing to do with the other two. It just happened to be the date we were going to do it. But when you put them all together, it caused an explosion. The Holy Spirit gets to move the way he wants to move. That's huge. So I got to see all that. So I got to see our women's ministry where women are trusting each other, praying for each other, loving on each other. 
being vulnerable, worshiping together, and you get to see healing and restoration in that. Then we get to see prayer night where we're lifting up the entire church in prayer. Come on. I mean, trusting what we're hearing, sharing, meeting every night, just thanking God. We took an entire Tuesday and said, no praying. They were like, huh? I said, welcome prayer warriors. I'm glad you guys love to pray. But tonight, God said, we're not praying. Like, we were praying, but I said, this is not an asking moment. We're not going to read anything off the cross. We're not gonna, you're not going to come in with your list and expect God to do what you asked him to do. We're going to come in, and we're going to thank him all night long. That's the only thing you get to do is praise him out of your mouth for everything he's ever done. And it got thick in here because he told us to. How else do you go to a bunch of prayer warriors and say, well, don't be asking anything? <laughs> and then what am I doing here? <laughs> like, I like to intercede. That's I'm, I'm here to ask. <laughs> it was awesome, though. I loved, I loved what came out of that, right? Worship night, jumping all around, freely worshiping, without judgment, flags and words and music and fresh words and new songs, no time limit. Freedom, y'all. It's freedom. You know, I loved about the men's ministry. It's different. It was different than what we're used to with our men's gathering. But man, I saw men that were hungry to be better men. I've, I've learned now that we have an amazing men's ministry at Jim Paul's. Because they're like the average, the average church has about seven or ten men that actually want to get together and talk about the Lord. Let alone surrender to that and trust each other and show up routinely. And we have 20 some. So I think we're doing pretty good. I think our men are doing pretty good. I won't beat down our men. Just saying, it's just men being vulnerable and trusting each other and leading their families. That's huge. That's just what we need to do. So our job is to love the way that only makes sense to Jesus. Nobody else will ever get that. We do. I hear it all the time, what people love about coming here and being part of this family because it's so true because I think we've learned some of those commandments we know how to love and I'm thankful for that I'm thankful for a family that does that I'm just we are the true you know I'll cover this and, I'm, and we're leaving so Acts 2 42 you just need to hear this because this is so powerful because this was my goal all along there's a lot of churches say they want this. But I was like, this was a goal all along. How do you get a church that's an Acts 2 church where you actually do these things? All right, so all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, which we did last night at prayer, and to prayer. So I think we fall into a lot of that, pretty much all of it. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and, and wonders. You see that happening. Oh, we have a miracle cross, y'all. How many churches have a cross full of miracles? <laughs> I'm telling you, that's what the cross is for. When a miracle happens, you put it on a cross so we can celebrate it. And all the believers meet together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared money with those in need. We're doing that this morning. We're celebrating somebody this morning. We're coming together as a family this morning. And anybody that's ever been in need in here, if they've come forward and said, I'm in need, we're taking care of them. 
Because that's what we do. That's what family does. So I'm pretty sure we're right there. Then they worship together at the temple each day. We did this this whole last week. <laughs> Met in homes for the Lord's Supper. Shared their meals with great joy and generosity. Come on. I, all the small, I mean, I, I don't know how many small groups don't have food, but I know the ones I go to do. <laughs> if I don't come to your small group, get some food. No, I'm just, I'm just mess with you. <laughs> but here's the thing. Like, there's, there is a model of how to do this. And I just wanted to tell you that I think we're doing pretty good. I think we're doing pretty good. Okay. So be proud of what God's doing in our house. He's showing up the way he is because he knows the love he's getting. He knows that we're obeying. We're walking. We're saying yes. We're doing what he asked us to do. We're living by the spirit. And that's huge. That's huge. And that's important. It's important. So, so everything you've been seeing Everything, it's good to go share these things. It's good to go tell people about these things. And that's what I told Carmen when we were in the hospital. I shared about how I watched my mother-in-law get up when we didn't think she was going to get up. I was like, she was on the same kind of ventilator. And they said, say goodbye. And they walked out of the room and I told my wife, say goodbye. And I said, but I'm going to pray over and I'm going to stand in here and they're going to pull the thing out and she's going to breathe. And she did. And she's still breathing. <laughs> so I'm like, but I shared that with her because I go, he's just, he's just, he's just encountering something right now. The Lord's working on him. That's all he's doing. The Lord's talking to him. When he's done with him, he'll release him. But I'm serious. It's the testimony of what happens in here needs to be shared because that brings faith. You know, what leads people to repentance? We've talked about this. The goodness of God, the kindness of God. Not the fear of burning in hell. If that's your motto to get somebody to come to church that they're going to go to hell, something's wrong with you. That's not why you get people to come to church. What changes their heart? Goodness and kindness. How do they hear that? Through testimony. Through seeing it, through witnessing it. So anyway, I'm going to keep going and get myself in trouble. So that's what I had to share today. Um, probably not. I had a bunch to share, but the, uh, God took all the words out of my mouth and, uh, which was really good. So Kevin, you want to come up and close this out, brother? Um, I love y'all. I appreciate y'all and look forward to seeing y'all next week. <laughs> mm. I appreciate that, man. I love y'all too. My teens. My... All right. <laughs> Oh, such an awesome day today, guys. It was really, really awesome. Uh, as we were doing the worship and as uh, Pastor DJ was speaking while we were doing the worship and I was in the drum cage, I kept hearing, it was like I could hear the Bible on audio. Like, I don't know if anybody here listens to the Bible on audio. I do. I multitask a lot. Like my brother Eric could probably tell you over there, you know, I multitask a lot. So I normally just listen to the Bible over and over. And it was like I heard but when the Son of Man comes, will he find any faith on the earth? I, I heard it. It was like I had the Bible playing in my ear, and I just kept hearing that as you started speaking, you know, about faith. And, 
And it's so true. God is wanting to activate your faith. There was only two times ever that Jesus was actually amazed. One at disbelief and another time when this Roman official actually understood the kingdom of God. He said, wow, this person actually understands the kingdom. He said, Lord, no, no, you don't even have to come. All you have to say is the word and I know it will be done because he understood authority. He said, sir, I have authority under, I have men under me under authority. So all you have to do is say the word and it's, it's, it's over, it's done, completed, it's finished. And I think that's what God is speaking to us as a family through Pastor DJ is your faith needs to be activated. It needs to be. The world needs your faith. The earth, the land, it's groaning for your faith that you would stand up and be a man or a woman of God, that you would believe the word of God. If you can do me a favor, stand to your feet. We're going to just uh, pray. And we're going to, if you are giving as well, if you're doing your tithes and offering, you can go ahead and get ready for that as well. Or if you'd like to give to what Pastor DJ was talking about, you could get ready for that as well. We'll have the ushers by the doors. You can also give online. And you can just write in there, uh, you know, if, if it's for other, you can put other and just write something in there. Um, filling a need or anything like that. Let's just go before the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you. God, we thank you. Father, we thank you that you are training us up to be thankful people, a grateful people, God. Father, right now we bind our hearts together, Father, and as a one body, God, in one accord, God, and as one united family, God, we say thank you. We are grateful for you, God, and what you've done in our lives and in our, the lives of our family and the lives of our church family. God, thank you. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. Father, thank you. I ask that you would bless all of those, Father, that are here today, that are even watching at home, Father. God, would you just bless them, Father? Would you bless all the gifts, God? Would you bless those who are being obedient? Would you bless those who don't even have any money to give? Father, release goodness onto them, God. In the name of Jesus, God, I release goodness, God. I release favor on their lives, Father God. Oh, God, cause them to see your goodness in the land of the living, Father. In the name of Jesus, Father, we love you. We thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, and all of his people said, amen, amen, amen. Hey, listen, we love you guys so much. Um, this is your last chance. If you need some prayer, uh, you know, come to the front, or you can go to the prayer crosses as well. Uh, we love you guys, and don't ever leave here without getting prayed for. If there's a need, come forward, and we would love to pray for you guys. We love you guys. God bless you, and we will see you next week.
Cause that's